Welcome to our podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. Join us as these neighbors drop by unannounced for conversations that are fun, relevant, and just downright neighborly. 2020 is burning. They're bringing marshmallows, a desire to talk about it, and their mission to laugh now and again, no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock. I am Brian Chambers. And I am Philip Goffrey. Philip, how are you doing today? I'm great, man. How are you? I am fan-freaking-tastic. I, I could not be more happy with this weather. It has been a little bit of a crazy week to start, and it feels like it's like the week has flown by, but yet it's actually going so slow. I'm I feel like I feel like we start almost every single one of our shows with, it's been a crazy week, but I'm glad to be here. But I'm glad, well, I'm always glad to be here, you know, it's it's why my wife lets me out of the house. So I'm I can, glad to offer up a moment of zen for you. It, it, that's right, I know. Uh, we have a really special guest with us today that's going to be joining us, but before we do, let's hear a word from our sponsor. A wine made with passion and soul is a great way to bring people together, and that's why we choose a passion. Apasion is an award-winning wine produced in the Uco Valley region of Argentina and can be found in fine restaurants and retail establishments all over the world. Taste the passion today or book a trip to their vineyards and experience their exquisite lodge and glamping tents. Learn more at www.apasion.com. Okay, so we are thrilled to have this guest with us. Um, Philip, I, I just want to get right into this. I mean, this is Yeah, this let's is do great. it. Let's I'm dive really excited. In. So uh, our guest today is an insanely busy man, and we're really grateful uh, he's given us time to sit down with him. Uh, we're not sure where his football loyalties lie, you know, being born in Nebraska and raised in Oklahoma, but I think it's safe to call him a true Texan. Uh, he studied at the Houston Art Institute. He's a brilliant chef, not only known for cooking steak in Texas, but exploring and infusing Vietnamese, Korean, Mexican, and Indian styles of food into his cooking. He's a culinary director of the Houston Farmer's Market. He owns multiple restaurants here in the Houston area. He's also a spokesman for the culinary scene with his foundation, Southern Smoke, that has distributed more than $5.1 million, both directly to people in need via emergency relief fund and organizations that represent uh, needs of the people in the industry. And that includes the MS Society, which holds a special place to my heart because uh, my aunt has MS. So I'm super thrilled uh, to see that. Uh, we want to welcome the James Beard Foundation Award winning chef, Mr. Chris Shepard. Chris, welcome to the show, man. Oh, sorry. Here we go. It'd be great if I could operate the machinery. Welcome to the show. It's just a button, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No, no, we thank you for taking the time. Uh, I hope your week's been going as well as ours. I know you are a crazy busy man. Uh, you know. I mean, how do you keep your schedule straight? I mean, I, I'm an actor, and so my, I'm used to like that off-base schedule, you know, where everything kind of runs. It's like, shit, what do I have today if I don't write it down? I don't even know how you keep it straight with everything that you're doing. Um, calendar, and if I don't look at it constantly, it changes, like, because people have access to it, so... How I was about to ask if people are contributing to your calendar all the time. You're just getting pop-ups on your phone. Like, I don't be here, actually be there. put anything in my calendar unless it's like, don't book me for anything. 
It's like a scene from a movie, right? It's like, wait, you let that little thing in your pocket tell you what you have to do and where you have to be? It's like, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. we do, yes. Yeah. See, or that's why I, I got married. My wife tells me what I have to do, where I have to, you know. Well, <laughs> it's traditionally that. Lindsay Brown, my fiance, that's putting it in there, so it's fine. Oh, there, there you, you go. go. Yeah. There you go. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. That's, a, man, that's another layer to add on to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you are you part of the wedding process at all? Is uh, it? You know, No, not right now. I mean, we put it all on hold. It was supposed to be in January of this coming year. Okay. And we're just like, no. Well, that's probably open-ended, a Open-ended date at this yeah, point. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter. We're, we'll, it's one of those things like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. It's just, it's really interesting to see how this year has unfolded. And, you know, for you being in the, in the industry, it's, it's probably been a very wait and see for you guys, I imagine. It's been interesting. So <laughs> you guys, so right now, most of the restaurants are doing takeout, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, take, but, Everyone I'm just doing takeout. All the restaurants are open um, as much as we can be uh, for the first time. Like uh, we, all of our restaurants are closed on Monday. And so it's, you know, it's a, it's a new world. Have you found that more people have been coming to the restaurant to dine in since they kind of opened up a little bit more of the capacity? Or do you feel a lot more people are still, still skeptical? The capacity issue was, um, in my mind, just like a... Here, let me make you feel better about yourself because it didn't change anything. I mean, when you're doing 75%, but you still have to be, you know, you have your six foot, you know, separations. It's, it, we were already like at the max at like 45%. Yeah, I was about to say, just looking at your space, right? Like mo- most restaurants, if you're going to be six feet apart, they don't have the dining no, capacity. No, I mean, to- you'd have to have a, you know, 20,000 square foot building, like. Oh, you, you guys don't have that? Like in your back pocket, just hanging <laughs> yeah. out? Like, Let me just move into this city. warehouse. Uh, th- thank you. Um, it just gave people the opportunity to, in my opinion, do the incorrect things and just do it anyway. And, and, and that, that is concerning as well. So, Yeah, I've seen a lot of examples around town of, of restaurants to be unnamed that have like, you know, the dining room is very well spaced out and they've got the six feet, no problem. But then their patios are just shoulder to shoulder. And the you know, bars slam, are bars you know, are slam. The bar at the restaurant slam. And it's just like, what do yeah, you but, do? What but do don't you? call yourself a bar and open. Uh, that's yeah. not. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's the only reason that we haven't gone out to certain places just because, you know, we're, we're kind of nervous about the, the bar scene uh, of the restaurant. And because a lot of places that we would normally go, you get a lot more people in that just to go out and have a drink, even though we want to we want to support the restaurant industry. Um, and I know this past weekend was supposed to be a big weekend for you with Southern Smoke. Yeah. Now, you did get a chance because I went out mm-hmm. to, to one fifth, which was which was brilliant. I, it was great. Um, the lamb, Philip, you missed out on the lamb. It was fantastic. You're killing me right now. Don't worry. Could have brought some home. I, well, I, really? And yeah, don't, not, no don't, don't knock. Don't knock. Don't knock. Yeah, exactly. Don't knock. Brought it right food. in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would have come in empty-handed. I come for drinks, right? Yeah, when my <laughs> wife hears this episode, she'll be like, he didn't bring us lamb? Don't worry. I took pictures, man. I took pictures. You brought pictures. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. that's just what as, I'll share. Just as good. So, but, uh, well, tell us about what's going on with Southern Smoke a little bit right now. Uh, I mean, Southern Smoke is probably, I mean, when we first started it, it was meant for MS and just to raise awareness for it and, and put money into the MS Society. Um, and then after Harvey, it completely changed. Um, we knew that we needed to make a change for our industry to be able to take care of folks in time of crisis. And so 2017, um, that's when the emergency relief fund started. Um, and I told everybody, I was like, we have to put MS on hold for this year. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, 
we took in a little under 200 applications and, and cut checks to 139 of those recipients for half a million dollars. And um, the next year we went back to, we always will, you know, after the festival, we always do a big chunk to MS, but the rest of it goes into the emergency relief fund. And then when COVID came about, I always go back to that 200 applications. We're well over 28,000 applications at this point. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. That is yeah. fantastic. And, and we've been able to grant uh, like 1,900 families with a little bit over $3.1 million. That's since, tremendous. Since it's unbelievable. March. That yeah. is unbelievable. Well, th- I mean, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we hope that if you are listening to this and you weren't able to come out this weekend, uh, you can still go to southernsmoke.org. You can donate. You can check it out. This is with the sixth annual, so I assume that there's hopefully going to be. Yeah, we'll uh, do it again. Do it again, yeah. Well, we have something in the works for this spring, hopefully, but you know, it just it has to look different. You know, uh, it's not very one. You know, people are like, well, you would have been outside and it would be fine, but it's like, yeah, but I have to bring all these chefs in that are struggling and fighting for their restaurants and trying to save that. Like, that's so inconsiderate. Like, I don't, I don't know when that'll happen again because at this point, you know, we just, I just got the news that. We won't <laughs> like our government has um, ceased negotiations on a uh, on a um, uh, stimulus package until after the election. Oh. This is federal. This is the federal government. This is the federal government. Yeah. Oh, geez. Our president just came out and said we will not have any more talks about a stimulus package until the day after the election. <laughs> and 2020 strikes again. And which oh boy, a lot of people in the restaurant business really don't need to hear that, and especially Southern Smoke because I'm on the. I'm on both sides of it. I see what happens in the restaurant, but then I see people in the industry not being able to pay their rent. So, like, how, how does that work? Like, I, I, see, I get to see, you know, multiple aspects of it. And it's really painful to see, like, will we survive as a restaurant? Yeah, probably. Will be really hard. Can I say that about everybody? No. And a lot of people are trying to hang on for that little bit of hope when it comes to a package for restaurants. But... Man, that's that's brutal news. We, we talked about this quite a few times on the show. We try to keep it um, a little bit light, but when it comes to the the pandemic and everything going on with that, there's no way to keep it light. And the reality is, a lot of people that are not working right now and, and can't make rent, yeah, they're going to leave their careers and they're never coming back. Yeah. I, I really believe we're at a tragic tipping point with that. And it's and it's hard to see that because you know so many people that are good cooks or good restaurateurs or good restaurant folks are like finding new careers and 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 you know that's good for them they need to right i get it like it's 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 hard and so no doubt having a backup plan is always a good thing you know and it's like everybody that gets into the restaurant business is like (laughs) oh i'm going to school to do this but i'm gonna work in the restaurant business and then they just end up you know in the restaurant business for a very long time well you know there's only so many hours in the in the day too right it can be really difficult for those backup plans to actually pan out to finish that education to have you know, your ducks lined up. Plus you get passionate about something, you know, you've done it with acting. Oh, I've done it with, I, with my I, career. Multiple it's jobs. I, you know, I, I actually, I was a, a waiter for probably only I think year and a half, maybe two years. Um, but that was before I even got into acting. That was before I was going into to, to college. When I got married, my wife, I decided I wanted to go back to being an actor. 
And so she was luckily able to say, sure, <laughs> right. I don't want money. Sure. <laughs> like, I, I never want to retire ever. Go ahead, yeah. Brian, go be an actor. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. So, so, yeah, I mean, but all the, all the industry in the entertainment and restaurant, everything, you know, and we talked about this on the show before, when you take another job or you have to do what you, you to survive, you got to do what you got to do. It's hard to really say, hey, what do we do when things open back up? Do I just tell this other job to piss off, you know, and let's say I'm going back to this? Whatever you guys are doing, I applaud um, because I've heard nothing but but great things about all the, the things that you're doing to help with your employees and, you know, having that service of food. Uh, you know, we, we try to support you guys when we can. I know, like, you guys are now serving through HEB. Yeah. Which uh, actually lit up my day. It was, the, like, one of the few times I went to the store with my wife. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, what? Turtle soup and underbelly braised pork. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was just, like, pulling it off the shelf. Well, actually, with the interview that I came across that you had done uh, mm. fairly recently regarding that, regarding the food at HEB, I had no idea they weren't taking any revenue from that personally. Mm, zero. Man, you changed my, my grocery shopping habits forever. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, that's right. it. HEB gets our business. I don't walk in anywhere else now. It, it's Man, so it's nice because it's right up front too. So it's like when you go in, you got it, it's like right when you oh, walk in. Oh, the actual yeah, offerings the, from, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like right there. I know you've done a lot of interviews and, and one, we thank you for it, but you being a Nebraska guy, born and raised, but how long mm-hmm. were you in Nebraska before going to Oklahoma? A year. Just a year. So yeah, really brief, but I've heard, I've heard rumor that you are a Nebraska football fan. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like hardcore, like mm, yeah. if you lived in Lincoln, you'd be one of like the entire town that goes to to the game every. Yep, <laughs> every yep, that's how that works. <laughs> okay, I guess I can conf- forgive you a little bit because I'm I'm not a I'm not a Longhorn fan. I'm a Red Raider. So that's all right. But you grew up with Big Twelve football then, because that was when Nebraska. I grew up with Big Eight football. Oh, okay, I grew up when the the rest of it came in and destroyed the Big Twelve. The Southwest region, right? Was the, was yeah. the, the I have a very strong opinion about UT football. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you're not going to offend me because I didn't go to UT. So. You're looking <laughs> at me like I have a clue. You might as well talk about like like architecture as far as I'm concerned. Like, oh, yes, the cantilever throw. I don't. I have no clue. All right. Sorry. Sorry. So it's this round ball made of pigskin. <laughs> is, is it round? I heard they, it was kind of oblong. Well, it's kind of a little oblong. And it? they throw it down the field. There's this... No, my, my family is a huge football, like Notre Dame family. Mm. And then moving down to Texas, you know, my brother and I went to Texas Tech. So we were all of a sudden, became, we were always a big football family, but now it became like yeah. your know, rivals and things like that. I remember driving up. I went to one game in Nebraska when I was in college. We got killed. I mean, it was, but the, the scene was unreal. Yeah. Like that stadium was incredible. Have you ever been to a game? Mm-mm, not there. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Man, you got you got to get to a game. Now, do you ever go to being, a game in Oklahoma? Being in the restaurant business means that you don't get Saturdays <laughs> off. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't just go take a weekend that's trip. True. You know, that's true. That's true. But you know, nowadays I, I it doesn't matter. I went to Nebraska at OU, and I went and saw um, man, yeah, another one. It <laughs> didn't even matter. It was like no, <laughs> it, it looked matter. like a, it looked like a home game though for Nebraska because they travel so well. This is because you were you were in such shock that you had a Saturday off. That's what happened with that one. Just looking, where am I? It it was it was Baylor. Is is where I went saw the other game at. Oh, Baylor. Okay, I was like, wait, Baylor. (laughs) Sorry, sorry to anybody that went to Baylor. You don't have to apologize. I mean, as long as it's not Texas Tech, I'm I'm good, man. No, there you go. No, we were horrible. So I just I loved going to the games. I um I got to get Philip up to a game. I need to explain. I need the, the the tortilla thing. 
Oh, okay. Some of the, like, they throw tortillas. At they do. They like, do. Okay. So this was back in, before I got into school. I can actually explain this to you. Okay. So what it was, uh, and I think it was I think ninety four. I'm a little hazy on what when the years. So early nineties, somewhere around there, they used to have those Coca Cola tops that went on the 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 drinks right at, mm. the, at the games, and people would take them off and flick them. Yeah. You know how they kind like of the, throw like the, the towels? Plastic, yeah, like the plastic little, frisbee little frisbees or whatever, right? Which is probably not the best thing you should give to people at a sporting event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here, Any here's a projectile, really, yeah, exactly. you know. So what they would do is they would kind of flick those, uh, and all of a sudden it, they stopped doing that, and they said, well, we're just going to throw tortillas because they were round and they flew just as well. So it wasn't like it was a specific tradition. Yeah. It just became a thing. And then all of a sudden you go to a football game, and right at the kickoff everyone – chunks tortillas you see from the student section you literally see this white like poof of just tortillas fly it i mean okay one i'm disturbed by the entire thing (laughs) (laughs) i I think that's really awkward and weird it it is a little odd a little weird two who was the dude that had the pack of tortillas the first time like how the hell oh i don't know i got this pack of tortillas i'll toss those out and oh they like they got real strict about it like people were like sneaking them in in their pants and stuff like they were like having to do like of course they were (laughs) i mean it goes back to like you think about the detroit red wings where they would throw an octopus out onto the ice like did they really back in the day yeah oh who carried that in yeah like (laughs) i and how a raw octopus just like sling it out it's that's disgusting. It's like it, you, you know it's tucked in their pants. I want to kind of know. I kind of want to know how how they went. If that was engineered or something, like you know, they like put a bag or something like Ugh. on the inline and you know. God, I hope it. I hope it wasn't <laughs> something other than like <laughs> just like stuck know. to his side of his leg mm, for the just, loom. Like just, just tag <laughs> stuck to it. Let me just pull it off, right? Oh. No. Um, are you a hockey fan too? No, not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> No, it go, uh, like, it's just hey, way too me fast. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like hockey, lacrosse. I, it's it's really fast for me. So, oh uh, well, Philip, you got Northeast blood. You you got you got lacrosse in there. You played yeah, at bachelor parties. I, I, I grew yeah exactly. I grew up playing lacrosse. Actually, it was uh, it was embarrassing. Was it? It was. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it's it's the only sport that I ever did where I got full on clothesline, like dead sprint, straight to the throat. Defenseman just clotheslined me when the ref wasn't looking. I went up and over the stick, laid out. You know, my throat had like a a knot on top of my Adam's apple. I could see you not That's getting up from this. Awkward. I, I didn't move for a little while. Yeah. In fact, I didn't breathe for a little while. <laughs> That's how that. Well, went. no wonder you don't play a lot of sports now. I know Philip's family is big into racing, so he's been a he's yeah, my I grew up, he's I grew my up mechanic. In a race car family. Yeah. In fact, um, as we record this, my father is racing in the championship race up at Road America right now. So really, yeah. For those of you that are tuning in, we have some sad news. Philip, you want to break the news on this? We just found out about this. Yeah. The the TMZ is reporting that Eddie Van Halen succumbed to uh, cancer today. So we lost another great one. I think he's only sixty five. Years old, yeah, sixty-five. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, I, I actually for me when Chris Cornell went went down, that was hard for me. I was a huge Chris Cornell fan. Um, anything in that kind of rock genre, he was had one of the greatest rock voices, I think, um, next to to Eddie Vedder, mm. in my opinion. You know, it's one of those things, though, right? I mean, we're all getting a little bit older. I don't want to say we're getting old, right? Because we all we have a lot of time left, but we're getting, knock on wood again, we're getting a little bit older, right? So more and more of the, the greats in our lives are going to start uh, becoming becoming memories that live on just through their art and their history, right? 
Well, it's the reality, bud. I mean, it, it is. I mean, you're a big rock guy. I heard mm-hmm. you are a Metallica fan, if mm-hmm. I know if yeah. it, that's right. Uh, you ever been to a Metallica concert? Many. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I went to one. I couldn't hear for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a, an awesome show. I just I couldn't hear for three days. That was great. I You're walked great. out. My buddy was just like, how was it? I'm like, I'm fine. You know, I'm like yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, see, I'm that, I'm that complete dork that shows up with the earplugs. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, really sometimes am. it's smarter, yeah. You know, it's you have to have it ring for a couple days once to go, I don't want to do that again, actually. So would you, if you were in a band, Chris, if you were in a band, what would be your instrument? Man, I don't know. You, if, Probably like, the bass, because it's just like you just sit back and... You do look like a, like a bass just guy, like a, just rocking it. I was going to go drums, actually. Yeah, I was gonna guess drums. I don't even see you as a drummer. Not me for for for, oh, for, for, for Chris? Shepherd over here. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see. I have to say, I can see you as a drummer, but I, I like the I like the bass style because I like would the play backbone. the cowbell. Are you kidding? The cowbell for oh. sure. I always need more. I got a hunkering for more cowbell. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Uh, well, uh, yeah. A little tip off there. You know, our tip our hats. Uh, it's a, it's a sad day, but you know, um, hopefully uh, we don't lose anyone else coming up this year. It's, it's just. Oh man, 2020 just is driving me crazy as we get farther in because every time something great happens, it's like a kick in the teeth this year. I feel like I said that about 2019 too. Really? There's <laughs> like, like 2019 is like just 2020. Let's go. It is like, like maybe like, that's like, just life. Man, Uh-oh. let's jeez. It's it seems like a repetition. I, I don't know. Maybe I should be learning something every year. Pump the brakes. Well, there's got to be positive things, right? I let oh, yeah. I, I read another article that you were in, sir, where it, uh, uh-huh. you mentioned that you've you've been uh, doing adult tricycling yeah. around town. Yeah. yeah, I've got a question about that. Yeah. So when you're out there and you're motoring around, do you come across other adult tricyclists? No, you don't. No, just awesome. Lindsay and myself. That's awesome. Yeah. No. Bling bling. Are bling, you on bling. the bike trails or the streets or a combination of both? Ride the streets. Ride the streets. Yeah. Is it a reclining? It's a, br- or a brave man. Or well, ride not, the streets not, here in Houston. I don't get on the main roads. And, no, not like I'm. You're not like on the Wall Bridge. No, no. Are, those, the those cars no. don't. They don't yield for anybody no. around here. <laughs> Especially when they see two tricycles. Like, so. I know. It's, you know what? Everyone it, just stops. That was great, right? It was one <laughs> triple of those, the points. It was one of those things when this all started um, that uh, I I asked Lindsay. We were on a walk, and I was like, "You want to you want to get a bike?" And she's like. I don't like riding bikes. I was like, what about tricycles? She's like, hell yeah. That's and awesome. so, that quick. Just, she was all about it. And so I was like, okay. And so I just started like. <laughs> like Amazon immediately. Yeah, Googling you know? and like, what do I get a tricycle at? <laughs> you know, like. I didn't and, even and know you could. These are, these are like multiple speeds. Shifting, no, single, single speed. speed. Single speed. Okay. okay. Man, they're kind of hard. I bet. They don't get going too fast. So no, they're I like bet. great cruisers, you know, yeah. but like. You know, it, it's funny because our streets, like our neighborhood streets, are angled to the to the you know to the For drainage. The, the drain drainage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the bikes just tend to, to sway that way, <laughs> and so you're always like riding to the left or riding to the right to keep it up. Um, like, how did you wear the front tire out laterally? Yeah. Like, how did that? <laughs> but you know, it, it was one of those things. It's like, mm, let's get them. And Houston Bicycle Company or you know Houston Bicycle Shop had them and. The guy was like, really? I was like, yeah, I want two tricycles. He's like, I was like, can I pick <laughs> two colors? <laughs> blows the dust. Thanks. Oh, well, we got a couple Dick. of those back there in the warehouse. You know, he had to order the them. They put them together, and he's just like, here you go. And I was like, this is awesome. See you later. And like, it, there's nothing more. F- it, it's really funny to just ride around Montrose, and, and someone's like, hey, chef. 
nice tricycle. <laughs> and I'm like, bling, 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 with my little bell. It's, it's awesome. That is absolutely fantastic. I yeah. love that. That kind of sucks for the guy at the store. It's like, thanks, asshole. You know, like, make me feel even better about my purchase. It's like, really, really? Maybe you should try something else. No, I want that. Yeah, no. I want a tricycle. You, you want the commission or not? Oh, I, I brought it back in to have him give him tune-ups. It was hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> He's yeah. not. You now get a bike guy. Now yep. you, you, you say. I do do you say you have a guy. trike guy or do you say you have a bike guy? I guess it's a bike guy. I don't know. It's just. It's just. Everyone's got a guy. Got everyone's a got guy. a guy. You got a guy got for a something. Guy. It's. A, it's pretty awesome. That's I one of those things you, today. You, you half expect that you show up to pick up the order and the guy's like, "I thought you were kidding." Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you really wanted. Would those? you? Uh, would you um, valet my tricycle for me? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to put this thing? It's it's hilarious. It really is. That's sweet. Well, I, I hope in a post-pandemic world, when you finally do get the chance to celebrate your marriage and actually have the wedding, you continue riding the tricycle. So oh yeah, it's part awesome. of life now. That is way cool. I like. It's that. really part Just, of life. Is that going to be what you guys ride off to after you you come out the, the chapel and get on the the tricycles? Who oh, needs a limo? That's I something. Ride down the street with my tricycle. That's something to consider got, got right the there. Got the I tails flapping in the wind there. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, all right. So, that, so you get you get out a little bit in, in your downtime. Um, now, this is always something that's always interesting to me for anyone that that cooks for a living, and anyone that does anything for a living. You always get that question: What do you do? You cook for yourself at home? Yeah. Are you one of those like I just prefer to eat out or something like no, that? No, because um, I don't I don't get to cook so much anymore in the restaurants. In fact, very I don't at all. Um, I work with the the crews on on dishes, but uh, it's you know it's in their own hands at this point. I'm just more of the business guy, um, so I, I definitely spend a lot more time cooking at home. That and I'm so good. To, I'm so glad to hear that because I mean it's kind of like you know taking you know an artist taking his paints away or something you know no, like that. No. So in fact, I, I I tend to get things that I think I, like I, I just bought a big live fire pit <laughs> for. The, I have a pretty small backyard, but I have five different grills. Like, nice. No point, that sounds know? like my ideal backyard. I just, but that's too many choices for me. I wouldn't know where to go, know where to start. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> we're sitting with someone who knows what to do with those. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Now I'm starting to narrow it down because, like, some I'll just get rid of because, like, the like the big green egg. But we have a Kamado. Like, the only thing I would use that for now is like, how do I turn this into a tandoor oven? There you go. That's. That's it. Yeah. But well, I have to ask what do you like to cook for yourself? Are you actually creating things or are you just cooking whatever just you feel just whatever comes to your head? Just whatever. Whatever really. comes to your head. Yeah. And, and like right now it's a lot of practice on on live fire cuz I, I would like to eventually open up um a fire concept. Oh, that looks awesome. Well, first of all, I'm oh. now I'm now hungry looking at this grill. In <laughs> this fabulous dish cooking. But do you ever enter the uh, the, oh, the Houston cool. Rodeo Barbecue no. cook-off? No, not at no, all? No, I'm not much into that. Okay. I let the people that, you know, I, I don't think really restaurant people get into, like, competitive. We compete every day, and so I don't really want to compete with other people. Now, how cut, how cutthroat is it? I don't know if cutthroat's even the it's right not. word. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. So you guys, everyone is pretty much, we're your, your friends, you support each other. Um, it's, it's just... It's the only way we get through this. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way we get through this business is that, like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be mad at anybody or, like, wish ill will. Like, this, that's too much time in the day. Like, everybody, there's four million people in this city, right? And so, 
I can't fit all that in here in one night service. So what does it even matter? You know, it's like, I just want everybody to be busy. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, you're always trying to, when I say compete, like I need, we need to be progressive and thinking about what we're doing all the time and how do we make things better? And like the, the chopped thought process of a, People are like, hey, we're going to do this thing. We'd like for you to come. And we're going to do this like little chop challenge. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> like, I don't, don't want to f- compete against my friends. And like, it's a, like rather just be supportive. Right. It, it, it almost turns it into something that it's not. Right. Sucks. Like yeah. 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 I, I, I feel that. You know, we, we've been very fortunate on this show so far, Brian and I, to have guests that have almost entirely, in fact, I can say entirely, um, been people who believe in lifting people up within their industries yeah. and they've always been helping each other. And so I was like, there's plenty of room out here, right? Yeah. If you need a mentor, you need help, give me a shout. I'm here for you. And that's, that, that's uh, it's rare in a lot of other industries. My day job is not like that at all. In fact, it's, it's wonderful to hear you say that. Yeah. I've got a question regarding that. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes down to the pandemic, when it comes down to helping restaurants out and when it comes down to the, the Southern smoke charity and all of that, is there anything that, that, our listeners that Houstonians or, or local Texans can be doing on the government level to like talk to Mayor Turner's office, to talk to Abbott's office, to try to to lobby for you guys in any way, shape, or form, the average everyday Joe? Or is it more just support I, the restaurants, buy the food, and donate the charity? It, it, it is really support the restaurants um, any way you can. Um, you know, I've been, since this all started, I've uh, been part of the um, Independent Restaurant Coalition and, and trying to fight. Um, you know, I spend a lot of times on the phones with congressional folks and senators and, and what have you. But I think what people really need to understand is that we all get caught up in um, the big picture of a presidential campaign or a presidential vote or what have you. But it's understanding what's going on in your local economies more. And what's understanding, understanding who's making the headway or making the rules in your own local area, understanding who you have in your district running for Congress and what they believe in and Senate and, you know, your, your city council members and, and, and judges like those, that's really way more important and just getting out and voting and not just like, just pick this person because they have a cool name. No, understand like, like what's going on with them. And that, and that's the hardest thing in the restaurant business because our staff, you know, staffs are, Restaurant people are just like, oh, I forgot to go do that. Like, it doesn't matter anyway. It's like, no, it does really, it really kind of does. <clears throat> and so I think it, I don't care who you vote for. I, I could care less because I, I don't ever really talk politics like, or political party things. I don't care. Like, vote for what you believe in. You know, just do it. I don't care. Like, yeah, just get out there. <laughs> yeah, one way or the other, absolutely. I don't care. So you can early vote. Yeah. And they've got like one day where they're doing 24 hours so people can go late. Like it's there. That's like, cool. I didn't you know they did that. That's great. Yeah. You don't really have to think of like, well, you know, our governor shut it down to only one whatever polling place. No, there's plenty of places and you don't have to be even near your own home. You can go anywhere. And don't, I, I would just say, don't wait for the last day. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You want to stand in line? Wait for the last day. Go ahead. Because everybody else is like, oh, I forgot to do that. I need to do it. But you can start doing it now. And yeah. that's, and and that's people, the biggest thing. People well, need to be aware of that, right? Because lines are a lot longer with six well, lines, each other. Yeah. Lines are longer. I will say there was a year that I actually did it on the last day, not meaning to. 
And it was interesting. The, the one thing about people voting on the last day, like you said, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot to do it. I'm just going to go do it. Most of them had no idea who they were voting for, like yeah. standing in that line. They had no, they just said they were going to vote, but like you have, you know, of course they pass out the cards so you can kind of read policies. So you had some people kind of reading, but a lot of people were like scrolling through on their phone. And it was really interesting because I'm sitting there in line and hearing someone go, oh, that's what they stand for. You know, like randomly, yeah. you know, like I was like, shouldn't you know this stuff before they get in you get there? In they line? got the coin. They just flick it up in the air. <laughs> right. Heads like, this guy, on, tails man. that gal. And, and, you know? and I get it that, that in previous years, everybody was going into their job, working like massively. And, and you may not have time to look at all that stuff every day. Right now? A lot of people have more time. A lot of people got some free time. This is true. Well, and so, so, social media, though, they, you, you got everyone's got your phone that you can take five minutes out of your day. Not even, you know, you don't have to take an hour, five Dang, minutes. Dan, dangerous stuff, right? Always best to go right to the source when you're trying to find information instead of relying on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, and people like exactly. That, so. Right? Write um, yourself a cheat sheet. Exactly right. I do it every time. Yep, yep. I actually and I walk too. in and I'm like, this is what I need. This is what I need. This okay, cool. Now I'm done. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it takes two minutes to do yep. it. Yep. There are a lot of people on the ballot, right? And you wouldn't go to the grocery store without your grocery list, so you might as well go in and and just know make what sure you're, you're you know who's in your district. Yeah. I mean, I was key. like, man, I really like this person. Years ago, I was like I like this person, and I got in. And I'm like, what is not even on my ballot? <laughs> like, what is this? And it was like, oh, it's on my district. So like, I understand what these people because like, the districts are so messed up. Like, you need to just understand where you're at. I don't yeah. know about you, but I, I was trying to vote for uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, years ago, I was disappointed to find out he wasn't even yeah. in our state. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> man, I don't know if you just like read my mind or not, but if you don't follow Arnold Schwarzenegger on Instagram, you're missing life. No, right? he's he's the happiest human ever. I know we love we love we love him. In fact, we had a whole episode of Arnoldisms. But like yeah. he, I just he's every time I hear something about him, he is the most he, engaging person that you can meet. And like you were saying, he has just a zest for life. Yeah. Um. He he actually, Philip, you sent me a new movie trailer. Oh God. That, that he's in, and I I, oh, I don't know blew if I, my yeah, mind. I don't know if I can get on board with the new movie, the I, Iron yeah, Mask movie. I don't know if I could yeah. either, but you know what? That man is loving what he's doing. But no that's because he's got a mini donkey and a mini pony as pets. Does Lulu he, and Whiskey. Really? Lulu I, and Whiskey. That's it. I need to follow him on Instagram. It's amazing. <laughs> he like takes his mini donkey to the office with him. Like, Yes. That's fantastic. Because why not? It makes me want to have a mini donkey with my tricycles. With your tricycles? There you go. Just for those hills that you can't get up. No, you take the donkey on a walk. You ride in a tricycle. You got the donkey with you. Like, yeah, it's perfect. I'm I'm never going to be able to get that image out of my head. You shouldn't. I won't either. Neither can Lindsay because I keep bringing it up. She's like, where are we going to put the donkey? And I'm like, in the... In the house? Well, you make you make do, right? Schwarzenegger, but we could fit the whole horse. We had to get the donkey. You know, like, it's, it's got to be the way it is. Yeah. Get down, yeah. get down, donkey. They're awesome. Uh, what would you name your donkey? Yeah, I don't know. No, oh, okay, not that far. Yeah, yet. I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay, just know that it will be part of the family. Or no. the ring bearer? Is that the now the ring bearer now? We could fast. have fun with that one forever. I know. A- you know, it was so funny. Earlier when you were talking about kind of how uh, all the chefs and you guys kind of lift each other up, for some reason in my head, I'm picturing like chefs of the round table or something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like one of those like meetings, yeah. like one of those like mafia meetings where it's like a secret knock and then you go in and like all the chefs are at like their own little table. I wish it was like that. And you guys, yeah? I, w- oh, I wish we could all get together more. Yeah, hold court a little thing. bit. Yeah, you know. 
We used to do it years ago, but it's just everybody's busy at this point, and you kind of lose that. But well, as a as a restaurateur, and obviously you have what, four restaurants currently mm-hmm. up and running, right? Yeah. Um, would you say that 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 restaurateurs are are generally busier right now, scrambling, trying to figure out how to survive, or is it more hurry up and wait at this point now that we're so far into this mess and all these lockdowns? And- and, you know, it's it's trying to figure out what's next, right? And that's the that's the thing is that when this all happened, it was like how do everybody that that dumbass idea that you had a long time ago, like that you're like I'm never gonna share that with anybody. It's like no, I want to hear that now. Right? You know, I want to I want to know like, like what what do you how do you think things work? Because there's no playbook for what is going on right now. Right? Yeah, you know, unprecedented. There's there's, there's no. You, you, you know, it's like if you're slow, you're like, man, what did I do? And it's like, well, I didn't do anything. It's just the way it is, and I understand it, right? I understand people, like, we go to the farmer's market on Saturdays or we do these Zoom classes where people can join in, but, they're you know, and they, that's the only time they get out. Like, that's their dining experience is to do these classes with us, and it's like, thank you for doing this. We don't feel comfortable going out. And it's not like I can be like, why not? Yeah. You know, no, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I yeah. mean, I totally understand. Like a neat, that sounds like like a neat date night type of idea. It like, does. you know what I mean? Like, well, it's super fun because like I'm, I've got a camera crew set up in my house and it's like me and a couple other people doing it. You get the same ingredients that I have and then we just cook together and I walk you through everything. Oh, and man, then my you wife. sit down so and much eat. fun. My wife would go nuts. We're it's in. just fun. And like we started the cookbook club and you know, we did Ashley, Ashley Christensen's book and, and, uh, you know, and, and Lior, the spice guy, and um, you know, I just like we we were doing our my book for a while, and I was like, and I'm getting bored with this. <laughs> like, well, that's cool though that you had the opportunity to bring other people into it. That's yeah, and they mean. get on the call and they they talk about it, and we put some of the money to Southern Smoke, and people get a book or some spices or whatever it may be. Like we've got one coming up with uh, Harlan Wheatley, for, who's the master distiller at Buffalo Trace. And so Very everybody cool. gets awesome. some booze and they can sit back and we can talk about whiskey and, and you no, know, that's very, now I'm on board right now. Boom. My ears. Yeah. Just, well, you know, drinking with Dusty, which is a series that we do with Dusty for who's the, the, the general manager at Hay Merchant. And we talk beer and people get beer and they sit one on one and have a conversation. And it's for the first time, like these classes, you can sit back and what you normally wouldn't, it's like watching a TV show, but you normally wouldn't be able to have that conversation. And now if you're like, am I doing this right? I can look on the camera and be like, yeah, or nope, see yeah. turn it now, turn it down, you know, like, or whatever. <laughs> so like, it's, it's, it's so interactive that it's kind of it a, makes it fun. Yeah, and it's a rare opportunity for people to have that kind of a conversation and that kind of exposure. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, if it's, if it's people really are looking cool. to, to do that, where, where can they go and find to, to Under, these classes? Underbelly Hospitality website. Okay. Yeah. So you guys heard that. So if you're looking to get a great class or have some fun, maybe a, a more unique date night, um, stay at home, you know, maybe do it, you know, tops up, pantsless, you know, cooking. Yeah, you know. Uh, if, if you, Turn if, the camera off. Though. There you go. <laughs> Just don't boil that oil too, too long, right? Yeah, you know, I'll take a moment to remind our listeners too, something I've been trying to remind my wife and, and myself, even coworkers and friends, is that, Despite the fact that restaurants are able to seat people to X capacity right now, mm-hmm. no one is out of the woods. So don't forget the restaurant that's no. around the corner from you. Don't forget, you know, we're all still in this and, uh, and, and people are still hurting and people are still furloughed. So it's, it's you know, really, really important to get out there and order 
yeah, cook, learn how to cook. We love that. But we got to get out there and support these restaurants. And, and you know, pizza delivery is awesome and everything, but pizza delivery is uh, one of the ones that's going to be here to stay. We, we really yeah. need to get people who are it's, not used to doing to go. It's, oh, you it's, it's homemade really getting pizza. It, yeah, it's really getting it from your independent restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. And not, not just ours, but everybody's, you know, and even the, the bigger groups, you know. Um, but it, it, especially the local ones, that's where it makes sense to me. But I mean, it happens, right? I can totally see it. You're a patron, you drive by, you see someone's front patio is busy, and you just forget that that restaurant is still suffering and, and yeah. people are still out of work. It's, uh, it's easy to do. I mean, Chick-fil-A is going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? I think they'll make it. Yeah, it's yeah. places like that. I don't understand there's like 400 cars in line. Like, what? Exactly. And, and I'll be probably one of the only people that you ever meet is that I've never eaten a Chick-fil-A. And I'm never going to. <laughs> like, I guess I've made it this long in life. I don't need Good this to stuff. know. Yeah. yeah. If I'm going to eat fried chicken, it's not You're from there. You're you know? It's okay. <laughs> like, like, I'm all right with it. I don't need to sit in line with, you know, everybody else to be like, it's, it's fried chicken with pickles on it. Right. But I don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah, the buns suck. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Soggy, everybody tells me it's bun. good, but I'm all right. Well, okay, so shifting gears real quick before we wrap up, you know, we always like to kind of get a little outside of the box, and, uh, you know, it was so great to, to hear a little insight into your life, so we really appreciate mm-hmm. that. But indulge me a little bit. If you were to do a movie of your life, who would you want to play you? Gee. <laughs> Could be anyone. Man, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Probably Matt Damon. Or... Dwayne Johnson, pick the Rock. I love the Rock. I oh, I, the Rock's a, that's a, that's a personality right there. Although I, I I'm on board with Matt Damon, but I, I kind of like the Rock. I vote better. the Rock. I kind of like yeah. the Rock yeah. too. I, I, or or Denzel, Denzel. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a philosophy at the house that if there's nothing on TV, you just watch a Denzel movie because it's damn good. What's your favorite Denzel movie? Oh man, um, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things. Just I, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't. I go straight to Training Day. I, I was gonna go Training. We day. haven't watched Training straight. Day in a very, very long time. I, John Q and Training Day were two of my favorite. Um, I, no, no, no. I take it back. Training Day and Crimson Tide. Which See, Gene I Hagen, like Crimson Tide a lot. That one was. Those are my two, like two of my favorite Denzel. Yeah, you can pick Tom Hanks too. So. Well, what doesn't Tom Hanks do these days? <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, because the new one was a. Um, the submarine or the ship the, captain? The ship captain. Oh, you saw that one. Did you watch that I one? I have not the, seen it yet. We nope. talked about that on another it. podcast. That was great, it was wasn't it? It was good. See, I need to watch The Mr. Rogers that. ones was a little slow, but uh, props to Mr. Rogers for that. So like, I, I like that show, but Lindsay was like, mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you know, my, my wife grew up in the Far East of Russia, right? So every time we've seen the preview of that, she's like, that looks interesting i guess she doesn't know who the hell mr rogers <laughs> is you know i got asked to film the thing with daniel the tiger uh, a couple weeks ago and i was like wait what the little puppet the hand puppet and they're like yeah i guess and they <laughs> little did i know that that has turned sp- uh, spun off into like a cartoon series for like I had four-year-olds no I, I didn't either and like i was expecting that it was going to be like with this dude holding a hand puppet over the, the wall and no it's a giant is it like a green screen or is no, it no like a giant tiger like a like a oh like, yeah, oh, like, a, like oh. a cartoon character like full Dun- size yeah oh a massive suit and I was like that's not the Daniel Tiger right now <laughs> <laughs> someone someone call somebody it's bigger <laughs> than me <laughs> and then my culinary director he was like my daughter's so excited and I was like and she's three and a half and I was like oh it's it's not 
okay, I get it now. <laughs> so you did this? You actually did that? Yeah. That's cool. That's a <laughs> hey, Daniel, do you like to try new foods? Like, yeah. No. <laughs> I was about to say, I what, what, was the, what was the topic? I mean, uh, like was trying new things. Uh, new things, got it, yeah. okay. This was with Discovery Green, so it was really cool. Um, but, yeah. Well, not, not the tiger I grew up with. Sure. Oh, <laughs> Lord. That, oh. Is, that is a large... Is that up on your social media anywhere? <laughs> no. Oh, it oh, needs no. to be. That You should post that. I think that's great. That's, that's not a hand puppet. <laughs> that is no hand damn, puppet. That is no. not a sock. Like, <laughs> Kind of freak you out. That too. might be the end of days, right yeah. there. That's uh, <laughs> that is terrifying. That's funny. I bet that was a fun experience, though. It was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you ever? You would you ever entertain the idea of doing a like a voice in a cartoon or something? I would do it. Yeah. Why yeah. Not? yeah. You, you, you have a good voice have a, for it. You have a really good voice for it. I think you'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think that would play. Yeah, yeah I, I do. Maybe if uh, this restaurant thing doesn't work out, like going to voiceovers or something. There you this whole go. Food thing doesn't pan out. You know? <laughs> this is just one question that I wanted to ask mm-hmm. because I've never met anyone. Well, I've met two chefs in my entire life who've ever won a James Beard Award. Do they tell you about that? Do you get? No. Is there a process or no? No, it goes through. Um, I I don't know who the original like the who the and like now. Well, it's changed. It'll change completely at this point, which for the good for the betterment of, of, of society and food and, and what have you. Like I, cause now that I know a little bit more about it, having one, one, cause now I vote, but anyway, they, they canceled the beard awards this year and for next year, um, which is, I understand, right. There's a lot of things that they need to work on. Um, but for me, when it, in 2014, like someone, all of a sudden your name shows up on a ballot and it's like on the long list, you're like, wait, what? And then it goes to the short list. And you're like, oh, what are you guys talking about? And then you go to, I went to New York. It's in Chicago now. <clears throat> and, you know, when they call your name, you're like, it's a little overwhelming. It's a little bit of everything. It's very honoring. And, you know, it was the first time anybody in our city in <clears throat> 22 years had won one. So um, and now there's three of us, um, four, actually, four in the city, um, which is really cool. That's spectacular. Yeah. I mean, Houston's extremely proud of you. I mean, did you have a, an acceptance speech, like, I didn't. ready or the sad face, like, you know, where you practice, like, oh, I didn't get it. Oh, I, you know, I'm <laughs> one of those people that's just like, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And like, yeah, if I have to pull out a phone and be like, oh, OK, let me get this right. Like, <laughs> no. like, And then literally I walk off the stage and I was like, Daniel Balut sitting there and he's like, I need you to sign this. Congratulations. I was like, I forgot to thank my mom and dad. Can I go back out and do that? And they're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dad. So, but you know, it's, I just it's, have to. I would have to always thank my wife. Which, as long as I got my wife out, my parents would forgive me one day. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know your like, wife. You are damn right. You better. <laughs> thank your wife. So I, said, I love my. I love my wife. Thank mouth. you, and walk out, and I'd be good. I'd be yeah. good. Yeah, but I, I think the change needs to happen. I don't think I need to be able to vote for t- more than ten years. Like, there's people that can vote for 20, 25 years, and like, what do you do? You, do you know the new scene of food? Like, uh, how much do you get out? How much do you try the new things? Like, how much, you know, so. Right. Kind of like stay, like an accolade, like you have to keep up with certain things. Yeah. Like, you know, like being a doctor, you can't practice certain procedures if you're not, you know, Still training and yep. doing stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I, I well, It's been amazing to watch all of you uh, change the landscape of food around here and change people's awareness about food because. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and Houston, and Houston in general. I mean, because a lot of people, we talk about this, it's, it's hard for us to leave. And every time we, we love trying different food when we go out, like we're, my wife is, we're very much like that. We love trying new things, 
but we always compare it to Houston. There's such good food here, and, and not just, you know, it's not just steak. It's anywhere from Korean to Vietnamese to, I mean, to yeah. everything, to Thai. I mean, it's, it's so great. And then you go somewhere else, and it's not that the food's not great, but we're always comparing it because it's, we're, I think we're spoiled here. It's just different. Yeah, you know, there, there you go. It, yeah. Everybody, like, everybody, like, you go to New York, and it's very European, and, well, it's very cultural for one, but, like, here, it's like, how many European restaurants are there? Right, not like, many that I can think of. There's not a whole lot of like Eastern European or um, Central European. There really aren't. There no, really I mean, aren't. Like, yeah, traditional like old school Italian, like not American Italian, but Italian. How many French? Like it's very minimal. Yeah. Yes. Right. Compared to Thai, like Vietnamese restaurants, even Thai restaurants are growing. Right. Korean restaurants, like you know, in like Szechuan restaurants. There's more Szechuan restaurants than there are probably French, um, Spanish, and I agree. You know, like Central European combined. Yeah, I agree. So Houston's cool too, though, right? Because you get, you know, you get people that are willing to jump in the car and drive like 15, 20 minutes to go. More to like some really 30 minutes. Remember, well, depending, every, everything is 30 minutes 30 in minutes the city. Now, okay, depends fine. Depends on where on, you live. Yeah, depending That's on traffic, true. right? I live in Montrose. I can get anywhere in 15 there minutes. There you go, right? Well, yeah. unless it's like outside, you know. Unless it's 5 p.m. Unless, we'll, we'll, unless, we'll unless, unless your donkey's right? slowing you down. <laughs> but, but, but interesting, like, no one in Manhattan's doing that, right? You go, you go to Manhattan. I grew up about an hour outside of Manhattan. Mm. And you're in there. You're in the city. And it's very localized, right? And you have a lot to offer. So it makes sense to localized but no one's gonna jump on the subway and travel 30 minutes to go to a restaurant unless it's a business thing or you know some special event someone's getting you know a party a marriage here it's like you know hey i heard this new thai place opened up it's it's you know in sugarland let's go and people will do it which i i love that about houston that's cool yeah it's pretty amazing well chris thank you so much for spending time with us We, we uh drinks are getting low here uh, we want we don't want to keep you any longer. We just we want to say thank you for coming out. It's just been a blast having you on the show. Absolutely, thanks, man. Appreciate uh, it. Thanks for having. So, me. if you guys want to find out how you can support uh, this Chris's foundation, go to southernsmoke.org. You can find out all kinds of information there, and make sure you guys check out episodes of Neighbors Don't Knock. You can go to our website, neighborsdon'tknock.com, or check us out on social media and leave us a post and comment. We'd love to hear what you think. Philip. Brad, it's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too. Chris, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Peace. Out.